Hey everyone, Christy McClellan here, and I want to invite you to a brand new event from Lifeway Women called Feast. At this event, you'll be invited to feast on God's Word by studying the Bible in its historical, cultural context. We're going to get to know the Bible in its world, in its native habitat, text, and context. You'll experience teaching, worship led by my 25-year friend, Laura Cooksey, and fellowship with other women around the world. Come and learn with me that the living God is better than we ever knew. Visit LifeWay.com slash Feast to learn more. This is the March Podcast from LifeWay Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heineman. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how he has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We are so glad you joined us today. Y'all, we have something really exciting to tell you about today. And honestly, I wish you could have heard our conversation right before we hit record. It was like a one of those YouTube unboxing videos, you know? We should do that sometime. We, we should. should make a vlog. Yes. But you know, anyway, in our free time, in our free time. Yes. But today it's all about the podcast. And today we want to tell you about everyday hospitality. And you may be going, what is that? What is that, Mary Margaret? Let me tell you, it is some brand new, super cute stuff. Like, and I'm legit, like legitimately telling you it's really cute. It's really cute stuff. Super cute stuff that you can find at your LifeWise store or online at LifeWay.com. Um, it all launches October 1st. And so... And it's called Everyday Hospitality because it's stuff that you might use to show hospitality to others. Yes. And if if you have not read the title of this episode yet to know, we're going to be talking about hospitality today with Jen Schmidt. But, okay, let me tell you, there are cute plates and little Adorable. bowls. Like mm-hmm. paper placemats. There are like... Mugs. S- mugs, ceramic baking dishes. I mean, like who doesn't need a baking dish? And they all have scripture mm-hmm. on them, but not in a cheesy way. No. Um, it's very classy and just really cute things. Like I am already thinking I'm just going to forego every registry. I know Ooh. you would probably love this as a someone who just got married. Yes. Just forego the registry. Just go to your Lifeway store. Get these cute little, like they have, they even show you what you can serve in them. Like these brownies look amazing. Cinnamon rolls. Yes. And there's cute little tea towels that say love one another and glad and generous hearts. And then there's also a bunch of stuff for taking hospitality on the go. So there are little to-go boxes. So if you wanted to bake a huge batch of cookies and Mm -hmm. just take them to your neighbors or your kid's school or, you know, your coworkers, um, that's fun. They have stuff for lunches. Yeah. I mean, like, I literally would use anything in this in this catalog. And so yes. we're going to link to the catalog in mm-hmm. today's show notes. But the way that I told Elizabeth a second ago that I feel about this, it's sort of like the kitchen line at Anthropology meets Jesus. Like, it's true. It's the really cute, fun, personable, like warm looking mm-hmm. stuff that you'd want to have out in your kitchen or in your in your home. Um, but with scripture attached, mm-hmm. which I love, not just scripture attached, but scripture being something that like, you know. It makes sense. Yes, it it's totally beautiful. makes sense. And then there's also uh, cards, like greeting cards. Recipe cards, thank you cards. Gift bags. So you don't even have to go anywhere else. You just go to the Lifeway store, get a tea towel, a little brownie dish, put it in one of these bags, 
get one of these cards. You're done. You're ready for the baby shower. Perfect. I mean, wedding shower. I mean, yes. I guess you could also do it Whichever. for a baby shower. But yeah, I mean, now you, Lifeway will be your one-stop shop. And I mean this. Like, I went yeah. into a Lifeway store the other day. And like the cute new stuff that's in there, it's legit. Like, I'm not just making that up because this is a Lifeway podcast. Like, I would right. tell you, if, or I just wouldn't say anything about it. Let's right. just be honest. I wouldn't tell you if I didn't like it. But I really like what they're yes. doing to some of the, to update some of the Lifeway stores and and also what they're doing with the Everyday Hospitality line. So look. And they have journals and pencil cases. Okay, I'm such a nerd that I love mm-hmm. office supplies. And I would love to get a journal and a pencil case as a gift. Like, that would be perfect for me. Yes. So check out Everyday Hospitality. It's headed its way near you on LifeWay.com or at a LifeWay store. Check it out. You're going to love it. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us on the March podcast today. Um, we are just excited about um, this. Has been a fun few weeks of podcasts, hasn't it? Has. It, Elizabeth? Yeah, yeah, it's been a blast. And so I hope that you guys um, have been keeping up and listening. Um, we've just really been enjoying um, the episodes that have been coming back, and it's been a ton of fun to hear from you guys um, on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. As far as what you're what you're loving about the episodes and things, so keep um, keep using the hashtag Mark Podcast, and we will usually we'll write you back if we hear yeah. from you. And um and so but today we have got a fun guest and her name is Jen Schmidt. Jen, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, we're so glad you're here. And so Elizabeth and I um have been looking forward to this episode for a while because yes. I think so much of who you are and what you represent, Jen, is very representative of like where we are in our lives and where mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners are. And so um just to kind of kick it off, would you mind just telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure, I would be honored to. Um, my name is Jen Schmidt. I am right now sitting around my thrift store painted uh, kitchen table in North Carolina. Mm. Um, although I don't have the Southern drawl, you might you might be able to tell. <laughs> uh, born and raised in Wisconsin, so we are diehard Packard fans. Oh. Uh, yes, my husband and I just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. Congratulations! Can't even believe that. Thank you. And we have five children three boys and two girls. And I'm kind of just heading into a little bit of a new life stage because our eldest just got married. I'm like a wow. mother-in-law. I can't <laughs> believe it. I still so feel fine. in my heart like I'm, you know, 15 years old. So it's, it's a little, a little crazy, but I have been writing on a blog uh, for 10 years called Balancing Beauty and Bedlam. And that just came out of my heart to encourage women and equip women that in the midst of, you know, our everyday life, the chaos, the bedlam, that um, if we purposely seek out those beautiful moments, that is really where the Lord meets us. And so that's kind of how I got here. That's great. Yeah. And um, just so our audience knows, you just wrote a book and a Bible study called Just Open the Door, and it's about hospitality. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Uh, I always feel, I don't know if everybody's like this, but I always feel like the fall, I'm like, yes, I'm ready to invite everyone over. Let's have pumpkin (laughs) carving contests, and let's do all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's have cider and all that. And so we just felt like this would be a great time to talk about hospitality, because I feel like everybody's kind of like, now's the time. We're going to watch football or we're going to do whatever. It's so yeah. true. <laughs> I think you have you two different camps of people. And I don't know about you, but like in a calendar year, some people start their new year in September, right? With all the yes. new activities. And then you have other people that kick it off in January, you know, right on January 1st. But I think for most people, when we think of inviting people in, it's definitely summer's done. The, you know, family reunions are over with and it's not quite as hot and humid. So the fall is a perfect time to just open the door for sure. Yes. So 
tell us a little bit about what it looks like to just open your door. Like, what does that look like in the everyday? Well, and for those of you listening, Elizabeth worked with me <laughs> on the Lifeway Bible study. Yes. So she has been to my home. She has seen me open my door to lots of chaos. <laughs> and so Elizabeth can attest to the fact that, you know, when we're welcoming people into our homes and our hearts and our stories, it really is going to look different for everybody. So I just want you all to know there is no one right way to practice biblical hospitality. And mm. over the seasons, during the different chapters of your life, it's going to look so different based on whether you're single or, or a full-time working woman or, you know, married, stay at home, empty nester. It looks different. But the beauty of opening your door is it is really a vehicle, a life-changing, in my opinion, life-changing, radical way that we can really point others to God's goodness and his glory. And I think so often when we think of hospitality, we're really confusing it with this notion of social entertaining, right? The mm, Pinterest yes. perfect parties yep. and the five course meals and the the frantic, like if we're going to invite someone over, we better plan two months in advance. And all of a sudden we feel the need to change out our chandeliers, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, it gets crazy. And yet that is really where I feel that we are missing the mark because it's kind of hijacked what biblical hospitality is. Now, Trust me, if you are one of those that has the gift for the five course meals and the pretty tablescapes, mm -hmm. put me at the top of your guest list because <laughs> right? I mean, God, right? God's a God of creativity and order mm -hmm. and he loves beautiful things. So I want to celebrate that. But I also want us to shift our perspective from entertaining as this one and done event, maybe like a wedding or a, sh a baby shower to more this legacy and this rhythm of a lifestyle of hospitality. Yeah, and that's that. where the just open the door um, topic uh, the trade book has just opened the door how one invitation can change a generation. And I've seen it modeled for me as I started as a young girl with my parents who always had this open door. Uh, it was an open door mentality that people just popped in or they would yeah. start up, you know, volleyball games in the back on the weekends or have cookouts. It was never anything big and crazy or affluent. It was just simple acts of of kindness and welcome incorporating into the daily rhythm of our lives. And so I'm so thankful that I kind of could see that perspective, um, yeah. you know, come on in and push mm -hmm. over the laundry. You might need to do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think there, that's what so many women our age are so hungry for is for mm -hmm. other people to do that for us. But then we've also yeah. got to be willing to, to walk out the same calling to do the same thing and to, and, and, I mean, from a super practical perspective and like, and I am a, I'm a newlywed. I got married earlier this year. And so like, even just like, I've had to change up my rhythm of the way that I grocery shop and the way that I yeah. do things like that. But it's like, I've, tr my husband will love to look at me and go, Hey, can my parents come over for dinner tonight? And I have to really quickly go, do I have chicken in the freezer? Like, is there something yeah. I have at the house? And like some of that preparedness, like, is there a way that you would encourage women just to kind of be ready for mm -hmm. that? Like what, it, what it looks like some simple ways to kind of be prepared yeah, well, and when I think of Jesus, right, he was all about these simple acts, simple gift of invitation, right? Come with me, walk with me, sup with me. He always did incorporate and he saw inconveniences and interruptions as his divine appointments, which yeah, is how I like right. to reframe it. So I am all about spontaneous hospitality. Mm -hmm. I love to I love to joke that 
the spontaneous hospitality is the best because it, it lowers the bar. I mean, it's true. Nobody, yeah. Nobody is expecting to come into this Pinterest perfect home if you've just been invited right before. Yeah. Right. And so I think with Elizabeth, you mentioned the fall. It's such a great time where if I'm out grocery shopping, one of the basic tips I start off with as far as meal planning is concerned, and mm-hmm. if we're just going to be super practical, yes, yeah. um, is we tend to go way over budget or feel that we're going to spend so much money uh, on food because we're paying full price for everything. So instead of making out my menu of what I want, maybe appetizers or main dishes or desserts, and then going and shopping for those items, I shop what's on sale and I create food and recipes around what's on sale. Mm. So when chicken breast is marked down dramatically, which You know, the grocery cycles, you'll start seeing if you watch them, they cycle around every two to three to four weeks. And so chicken breast is going to come on sale every month. So when I do that, I'm not just buying for my one recipe. I'm stocking up and I'm going to have that in my freezer. The same with ground beef. I'm never going to pay full price. price. I'm always going to wait till it goes on sale. Um, If you want to do something fancier and, you know, buy steak. Do not go and pay, you know, twelve ninety nine a pound. Wait until it goes on sale and then stick it in your freezer. And so that way I create a rest kind of a little list. I call it my 10 minute dinner list. Uh-huh. And I have some favorite family favorite recipes that are super easy that I know I can't screw up all those times <laughs> we you know, sometimes we still do that, right? Right, yeah. right, yeah. But it's those recipes that I have confidence in. I think when people come over, we always want to we want to go on Pinterest and find this great new recipe. Yeah. Well, it's fun, but you just never know how it's going to turn out. And then mm-hmm. it adds a little bit more stress to our day in and day out. So go with those three or four recipes that you know by heart that you can kind of do in your sleep. And if you don't have one of those, you can come to my blog and I've got them for you <laughs> already. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, so goodness. That's my first kind of frugal tip is to stock yeah. up on those meals. Um, and I also love just focusing. I do like to incorporate some elements of beauty, but so if I know that people are going to come over the next day or it's, I'm extending this, you know, last minute invitation, say it's fall and you found those chicken breasts on sale. And there's that neighbor down the street that when you walk your dog, you're feeling mortified because you've kind of done the head nod and the wave for a year. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've never introduced yourself and you feel the nudging of the Holy Spirit to say, um, do you love your neighbor as yourself? Oh my goodness. I don't even know my neighbor's name. (laughs) And it might be that moment where next time you're on your walk and you see them just say, Hey, we have, you know, been waving at each other for a year. I'm so sorry. I haven't introduced myself. I'm, I'm Jen and I'd love to get to know some of my neighbors and we're throwing some burgers and some chicken on the grill tomorrow. You know, can you join us? And you don't know, if they're going to be able to come, but you've broken down that wall and it's going to be open door to an invitation. Um, and then just cut some flowers, go outside and, you know, um, shop your yard, shop your house. I'm a big proponent on that. You do not have to run to the store and all of a sudden buy new home decor, Mm -hmm. Um, but just focus on like one simple little element of beauty, you know, spray paint a Mason jar and clip a few greens from outside and it will be beautiful. 
you have taken a lot of pressure off of me in the last three minutes. <laughs> when you were talking about shopping the sales, it was this, like this giant light bulb went off that I had never, like I had not thought of. Yeah. As silly as that sounds. So that was super helpful. I'm, I'm going to do that now. That really, because yes. I think I just sort of go like, okay, well, I probably should buy chicken. I probably should buy this <laughs> rather than like being intentional. And I think it just takes a little bit of thought. It doesn't take like rocket science. So. Right, right. Right. And you know, you'll be surprised that once you start doing it, you'll start to shift. Like last night, it was funny on my Instagram story. I went to Aldi and they had these great markdowns. I had planned on making turkey tenderloin for dinner. Well, when I went into the store, all of a sudden they had all this fresh um, pico, de, pico de gallo that mm-hmm. normally is $3 a thing. And it was marked down to 99 cents. Stop and it. so I bought four of those and they had uh, bell peppers marked way down. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to do turkey tenderloin. I need to use up this fresh, it was like homemade pico de gallo. So Mm. we're doing Mexican. And so in just that immediate shift, I went home and we did burritos. And so I saved right there. You know, I fed seven people for six bucks because I found a really great deal and just shifted it. So I love it. I just love the flexibility of that because I feel like a lot of times we can get in our, uh, I don't know, just meal planning mode or whatever it is and just be like, well, we have to do this because this is what I'd planned to do. And so uh, the flexibility is something that is good to keep in mind yeah. to, to help us to have that hospitable attitude and the just open your door kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. is just all about being flexible. Um, Absolutely. And I've found, too, that like when I when I do invite people over, I keep a cleaner house. Like sort of obviously, (laughs) but that's what my mom always said that my grandmother told, like always lived by that, that like the more you have people over, the cleaner your house is going to stay like, and it's it's good motivation to like, you know, to go, okay, like, let's just tidy everything up and kind of get it in a good spot. Not perfect, but, um, but to the point which I'm fine for people to walk in the door. So I recently had a, a plumbing thing that ended up, I had to replace all the plumbing in my house, which was super fun. But for a course of like 19 days, the plumber was over, my family was over, friends were over trying to like help me. <laughs> and so my house was so clean for like a month. And I was like, oh, I could do this on a daily basis. I mean, I wasn't really living there because I was didn't have any water. But still, it t- kind of taught me that like, if I just know that somebody might stop by, then I am going to keep a cleaner house just yeah. in general. Well, and with the literally, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I've probably talked with a thousand women over the last couple of years as I've written the Bible study and the and now I've got a gift book coming out too. And the big hospitality woes are house. Like I'm not, my house isn't clean enough. It's mm-hmm. not pretty enough. It's not big enough. And then also, you know, the, the finances or we're just, I just can't afford it or I'm too busy. And so when we focus on the house, I mean, I get that. We're inviting people into our home. That is a really vulnerable place to be. Yeah. So I want everyone to know that just because we say, Oh, just do it. Oh my goodness. I mean, I have women that have been paralyzed with grip grips of that, that comparison and knowing they're inviting judgment and just how you know, Satan is not a fool, right? Where did he attack in the garden with Eve? He attacked her pride. So he's not going to, he's not going to change up his tactics. It's been working pretty well all these years. And he has gotten women to the point where they don't want to invite people in because they're embarrassed or they don't think that they're doing it good enough. But the beauty of focusing on just these simple 
invitations, really that kind of come as you are, it gives us all freedom just to say, this is real life, right? This is, we want to do life together, the messy, the the broken, the, the life-giving. It runs the gamut of everything. Yeah. And so I purposely, now my house, I am, there's the type A and the type Z. I am definitely the type Z. <laughs> I am Lucy Doopsy. Um, Nobody is, nobody can go upstairs. That would be mortifying. But like you said, my main traffic areas are always clean. So if you come over the bathroom, the kitchen, that it's going to be clean, right? Right. But I can guarantee you that 10 minutes before you came, I always love this tip. Get a Rubbermaid. It's like a tornado drill. You wouldn't believe all the clutter you can throw in a Rubbermaid in 10 minutes and then just run it upstairs. And it's a great decluttering tip because there have been times where people have, you know, I was supposed to expect a big group of people. And so just that quick tornado drill, I threw all the clutter from my counters and, you know, in this Rubbermaid and brought it up to our attic. And a month later, it was all still there. And I went, you didn't need any of this <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and so it's a good yeah. clean out tip too you can oh just yeah get rid of that after a while I had a box I, like that once when I moved and I didn't use it for an entire year and I was like I don't know what's in here but I haven't opened this box for a year so yeah. we're just throwing it away mm-hmm. yeah well why do we want people to why do I want people to think that nobody lives in my house right sometimes <laughs> we do that it's I mean, true when we invite people over we spend so much time so that it's spotless and I've got five kids. People do live here. I want women to feel comfortable and that they can be themselves. And if they walk into this pristine, spotless, perfect home, that is just not real life. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, I think I love the way that you address just kind of like the call to be hospitable that we all have. And Mm -hmm. because I think it's sometimes we want to go like, and I think you have demystified some of the things, even just in the last few minutes, that right. people would use as excuses as to why they can't be hospitable. You know, but from a biblical perspective and from just like a literal calling on our lives kind of train of thought, what what does that piece of it look like that it's, you know, is it is it something that's optional? Is it something that everybody needs to like to be that way? You know, how, how would you speak to that direction? Yeah, well, that has been so eye-opening for me as I have dug deep into what the scripture says about biblical hospitality. And you're going to have to do the Bible study to you know, <laughs> flush, flush it all out. Yeah. Excellent tease. I, I knew the basic verses that had hospitality in them, right? I knew it said, pursue hospitality. I knew that it said, you know, welcome, um, you know, in Hebrews where it talks to entertain those that they could be angels or, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and pursuing hospitality, when you dive into what that verb, that pursue actually means in Romans 12, it's an active, ongoing, non-optional. It's a command. And oh my goodness, I feel a little finger pointy when I say that. Mm. But I think it's really important for us to realize it doesn't say pursue hospitality if you're an extrovert and love conversations yeah. or pursue hospitality if you love to cook. No, it says pursue hospitality. And what I so appreciate about scripture and how we can flesh it out is that we're all called to do that. And so he has equipped us right where we are in whatever stage of life that we're in to be able to point others to his glory by welcoming people into our lives. And, you know, by 
pointing the gospel, being the hands and feet of Jesus. But one of the things I realized is as I started in Genesis, um, and Elizabeth Elizabeth knows because I've talked about this on the Bible study, but it starts in the very beginning where God's hospitable nature, he welcomes us into the garden. Mm. And it was, it was amazing for me as I began to unpack all these different scriptures that the role of hospitality, not only the hospitable nature of God, but of the different uh, people, women, men of the Bible, it weaves its way all the way through till you know, revelation. And what do we do at the very end where we are gathered around the marriage feast and we are going to celebrate around the table. And so I get so excited as people's eyes are opened to the transforming power of understanding really the theology of hospitality, that it is not just this nice little practice of inviting women over for tea and crumpets, you know, it's not, it can be messy and dirty. It can be, um, hospitality as worship is one of the topics that I go into, um, but it is profound. And I think when we look at that, God is the one, you know, Jesus always pursues us no matter what, right? He loves us so much that he is continually pursuing and seeking us out. And so when we, when our faith is so focused on him, the great inviter, then we're going to live in response to who he is in our lives, how he has impacted our stories, and then our love for others and our hospitality really is just this natural outflow of, you know, it's our worldview. It's how we yeah. are going to love others. And so it's a pretty deep topic. It um, so much more so than I ever thought. So yes. And I love how you phrase it in the Bible study and here about just a life of invitation and how, um, cause I think sometimes when we think hospitality, we think about the opening of our homes and like serving meals and all that, which is part of it. But right. biblical hospitality is more than that. It's living a lifestyle of invitation of saying, come and live life with me. Let's exactly. grow together yeah. and do things together. And you can do that if you live in an apartment complex, if you live in a dorm, if you don't have your own home, mm-hmm. like all of that, you, that. It's a lifestyle of invitation versus like inviting people over to a destination. You know, it's exactly. more about inviting them into your life. So I think Absolutely. that's important. Um, as we talk to women of all ages and stages yeah. um, and, you know, for a long time, I didn't have my own house, so it was hard for me to invite people over, but I could well, still be hospitable, yeah, you know? Absolutely, because I think that one of the the biggest eye-openers for a lot of people is that um, the weeks that we talk about um, hospitality on the go and how yes. when I started looking at Jesus and how he walked this road of welcome day in and day out and his invitations a lot of times when we look at Jesus, he was essentially homeless. We don't find him talking about his home. We don't right. talk about yeah. him inviting. And so I love that because we have this capability and this this wonderful opportunity to take that heart of welcome, that heart of hospitality on the road with us, whether it's in our offices, whether it's, you know, on the sidelines for me of, of a football game or wherever we are when we just really pray in the morning, like, Lord, reveal to me who I can pursue today. Yeah. Um, it's been one of my prayers because, man, there are lonely people everywhere, me me included. I have yes. had 
seasons and seasons of loneliness where Mm. I've been surrounded by women in ministry. I have been a woman who has been in charge of leadership teams and yet struggled with huge seasons of loneliness. And Mm -hmm. so it's important to note that, you know, we can't always tell that from the outside. Oh, yeah. And I think that's something so crucial to point out is that sometimes the people who look the most busy and involved can oftentimes feel the most lonely because they're the ones who are initiating, but they're not always involved or that they don't feel like anybody else. Yeah, they're not getting invited because they do the inviting. And so and, and I think, too, it's an easy it's a really easy thing to look at somebody and already just like not include them because you're assuming that they're they've got too much going on oh absolutely or that oh. they wouldn't want to participate in yeah. what you're doing yes yeah. and like absolutely. I, I had a friend who just all the time would be like you're too busy for me i'm like no i'm not just ask me like right. ask, uh-huh. I, like i'll put it on my calendar like let's hang out let's get together and like let's make it happen but like just all you have to do is ask and i think of that too with uh, a lot of single women as well a lot of um married people especially with kids are like oh well you don't want to come over and have to deal with like bedtime and I'm like yes actually I would love that I've never I don't do that often so that Mm -hmm. would be great you know and so I think a lot of times inviting people in even even if they do say no maybe they don't that's not thrilling to them to come over to bedtime but it might be fun for them to do every once in a while so I think just extending the invitation is uh, super helpful no matter what season you're in. Exactly. And it's a great reminder for us to let's be, you know, cross generational, let's intertwine all of the different ages, because so often we're only reaching out to those in the exact same life stage. And we're missing out on so much wisdom and so much, so many different life experiences from all the different ages. So that makes me a little bit sad. It seems like as the rise of social media is, we're a little bit more connected with just peer. And I want to be, I want to be with the high schoolers. I want to be with the single, (laughs) I want to be with the 80 year old women who are up at the crack of dawn praying over our country. You know, I want to uh, mix it all together. And I admit I'm not always great about that either. It's really about being intentional and purposeful in that. Yeah. You know, and Jen, along those lines, and this is the question that we always ask on the podcast, um, what is what have you been marked by, you know, as as you have walked this road of hospitality, as you have your family, you know, what is is there something significant in your life that you would say that you've been marked by? Oh, I know. Okay, so when you just sent me that question just a little minutes ago, I thought, okay, how do I narrow that down? Because I think there's so many things I've been marked by. I've marked been marked by the realization that there is such power in just that one invitation that Mm -hmm. when I think of leaning into my ministry or my calling or wherever the Lord has me, that it doesn't need to be about this platform. I mean, I'm so grateful right now that I have the opportunity to share this message and this book and this Bible study, but I look at it and I went, it only occurred because it was decades of doing the unseen things. And so as I wrestle with the tension of this platform, I realize that I'm so much more in the center of what God has me doing when it's those things that not everybody knows about. And so I want to remember that my um, worship pastor 
years ago, and this was probably in my late 20s. So when I tried thinking back on something that marked me, you know, quite a few years ago, it was a quote that was passed on to him. And I tried to find who it was, but it's just a seminary professor. And it says, the greatest impediment to your spiritual intimacy is your giftedness. Because you are gifted, you are going to be able to make life work within the church without ever knowing God well. And I remember as a 20-something year praying, may I never make church work. You know, I named Jesus as Lord when I was four years old. So I have lived decades and there's been seasons that I've struggled with, with, you know, apathy. And I thought wherever I am, may I never stand before, you know, a congregation speaking or leading worship or holding a child in the nursery by just making church work. Mm -hmm. Um, And if there's ever a time where that happens, you know, then I want my hypocrisy to rings so thoroughly in my heart that I am, you know, shooken up and brought to my knees and humbled and said, Lord, no. Um, And so that quote has stuck with me. And I had it on the side of my fridge for 10 years. That quote's going to stick with me for a while, too. So I'm glad you shared it. Mm -hmm. Because we've all been given unique gifts. Every single one of us has been given unique gifts. And sometimes, you know, it's so easy to just let those gifts run, run, you know, and, and I just remember that the greatest impediment to your spiritual intimacy is your giftedness. And so I just, that's my prayer. May I never just let church work. And especially when we see a lot coming out in the news and, you know, I think it's a good reminder for us to just come to our knees every day. And just when we, um, feel that we're, Stepping into our own rather than allowing the Holy Spirit to direct us. It's just a reminder for me to step back and do the unseen things that really matter the most. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That, Elizabeth and I were both sitting here just shaking our heads going, oh, that was good. Yeah. You know, and I think that's going to stick with me for a while, Um, you know, because it is easy to use our it's easy to use our gifts in easy ways. And it's harder mm-hmm. when we have to step out of our comfort zone and and do something that's going to stretch us and pull us a little bit. And so um, thank you for being with us today and for yeah. just sharing some super practical things. I'm going to go shop the sale rack at, um, the, <laughs> at grocery the grocery store, store. This, this week <laughs> and see what I can find to put it in my freezer and all that kind of good stuff. You know, but then to just the biblical command um, to be hospitable. Um, that's not an option for us as believers. And so I just my hope is that we would see other people the way that God sees them and have our eyes open to to where it is we can invite other people in so thank you for challenging us with that today welcome and i hope that the that the book just opened the door um really does resonate and helps shifts people's perspective starting you know at a young age all the way through till the lord calls us home absolutely amen to that yes well we will link to the bible study and to the book in the show notes so don't forget to visit lifewaywomen.com forward slash podcast and you'll be able to search this episode and find um links to all kinds of good stuff yeah, and we'll link to quotes. jen's blog and some of those 10 minute dinner recipes as well yes, yes. exactly <laughs> all the good stuff yes. and um and don't forget to um to check out the everyday hospitality line online or in the stores in the lifeway stores in your area um like we talked about at the top of the episode so um we will see you guys next time on the mark podcast Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Margaret C and at ED Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com forward slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. 
We'll see you next time. Home should be a place where we feel at peace, where we can be ourselves, where we feel loved. For a lot of us, though, home is a place of heartache, hurt, and loneliness. As believers, Christ promises us an eternal home. But what does that actually look like? And how do we deal with our current homesickness? I recently wrote a Bible study called Come Home for Women, and I'm so excited that Come Home will also be available for teen girls. It's perfect for small groups, helps girls answer important questions, and gives us a richer understanding of what kind of home God's building for us. The release date for Come Home for Teen Girls is August 1st, but you can pre-order it now at lifeway.com slash come home. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help girls belong and be loved. Again, you can pre-order it today at lifeway.com slash come home.